Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Race fans, it's time to buckle in and listen to the fastest hour in racing radio. Your driver is a multi-time NASCAR winner and Hall of Famer, Mark Martin. We cover racing, grassroots, history, we bench race, we talk life, and most importantly, we smash the loud pedal. It's time to turn some laps on the Mark Martin Podcast. Episode number 50 of the Mark Martin Podcast, and we're going to talk about something pretty special. It's called the Mark Martin Archive, and it was just started organically over the last year. And it's a collaboration project between Mark and his son, Matt. But Mark, you're going to be doing some interesting things, not only with the archive, but now coming to Las Vegas. Tell us about that. Well, this uh, Las Vegas race weekend is going to be really, really fun for us. Uh, The Speedway decided that they wanted to start a legends program so that every year they would uh, honor uh, a legend of the sport because there's so much interest in sort of the golden era of of NASCAR. And so they asked me to be their first uh, honoree because uh, we won the inaugural race back in 1998. And, uh, And so, sure, we're, you know, Thought that would be fun and all that stuff. And one thing led to another. And uh, Landon Best, a young man from Tennessee, about six months ago, just happened to acquire JR51, which was uh, the first car that we built uh, in 1998 uh, after we moved our shop to uh, Mooresville. And, uh, you know, set up shop in, in, in the shop with Jeff Burton in, in the 99. So he didn't realize it at the time. Uh, but uh, he looked into the history of that car. And, of course, that car was my second favorite car of all time at Roush Racing. Won four races with it uh, in, in uh, 98, in, including, of course, the inaugural race there at, at – uh, at Las Vegas. So it, it, as it turns out, he's restored the thing completely to uh, period correct. Uh, it's got, you know, a running engine in it and everything, and it's going to be out there along with uh, myself to kind of share with all the fans, which I'm really excited about. We, you know, that car was really special. Uh, we won Vegas with it. Then we took it to Texas and won Texas uh, California and Michigan, all four, uh, races. So it's pretty cool. It's going to be incredible to see that race car, uh, setting out there on pit road and, uh, maybe even, uh, maybe even a lap around the racetrack at pace speed. Race fans really can't see this right now, but Mark actually kind of has a glow, uh, talking about this. JR 51 is second favorite car of all time. It's going to be renovated. Now, if you go to Facebook, Twitter, social media, you'll see some of the images of JR51. Mark has shared that uh, on his pages. But Mark, this leads into kind of a, a more of a 
bigger project that seems to be going on that happened to come together over the last year, and that's the Mark Martin Archive. How did all of that come together? Well, that's really 100% Matt, and um, I'm going to let Matt, you know, talk more about that. But uh, he just, uh, he really, Matt really wanted his, pushed me to into this book, doing a book. Um, and, and that's kind of Matt's passion anyway, is, is, uh, books and stuff. And he has, he has an online, uh, bookstore, Rose Rare Books, uh, dot com and, and all that. And so, you know, he talked me into working on this book and, and I'll let him tell you about the incredible author that we have that's putting it all together, but he had to do an enormous amount of research to try to, you know, sort of shepherd this project along. And so along the way, I think he just uh, decided to start this, this archive and we'll bring him in here and let him kind of tell the story on it. So for the first time ever, episode 50, we're going to debut Matt Martin onto the uh, podcast. Now, Matt, this is uh, a, a a project that was featured in The Athletic. Uh, Jeff Gluck did an article about it, talked about the connection that you have with your father and what you're able to do with the archive. But talk about, and and I know this from the past, you've been very interested in the, the retro uh, look, the apparel, but now this is is gone to another direction. Um, you got that connection with your dad, with Mark, and you're able to build this this archive project. But it's going to turn into a book. So let's talk about that, Matt, and and your interests and what you're doing these days. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, this archive thing all kind of started when um, after I had convinced Dad to do this book. Um, you know, we had been working on that for a few months and I started gathering up, uh, uh, you know, photos, uh, throughout his career, um, and, and saving them all. Cause we need to put a lot of those in, in the book, of course. So I started accumulating a lot and one day it just kind of hit me. Uh, I thought, man, it would be cool to start an Instagram page and, you know, just post a lot of these photos. Um, and, you know, write a little bit about his career and, and whatnot and the captions and stuff. And because I thought a lot of fans would be interested in, in seeing them, um, you know, and I know myself, like I'm interested in, you know, some music from the 80s and 90s and and different things. So like on myself, on my personal Instagram, I'll follow some of these pages that, that post vintage stuff. So I thought, man, that'd be cool to, you know, have a, a page about that. Um, that has stuff from, from back then. So just started that page, not really, you know, planning anything out. And, uh, man, like it got almost 3000 followers in like a day. Um, and it, it just exploded. So I kept doing it and, uh, posting more and more, more photos. And then I got people asking for merchandise. Um, and I hadn't planned on that, but I got so many people asking for it. I, I thought, well, yeah, that'd be cool to do t-shirts and, and whatever else. And so I started doing that and it just really kind of grew on its own and it was all just 
uh, organic process. But, um, yeah, I mean, the book thing is going to be really cool. Um, you know, we've actually, we want to do actually two books now. Uh, one, like a, a regular book that has dad's story in it. And then I've realized there's so many photographs of his career that, you know, just due to space limitations, we're not going to be able to put a lot in the regular book. So, uh, I'm just now starting to work on a project to do a limited edition coffee table book that will be light on text, but will be mainly, uh, photographs, um, that will be like super high quality and everything. And, uh, because I know there's a lot of diehard fans out there that would definitely love to see, see those. And a lot of them, I mean, have never been seen. So that's really cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a lot of fun doing this and I've just been blown away by the response, uh, from the fans and, and from everybody. And it's just amazing the hunger for eighties and nineties NASCAR right now. Um, I mean, I'm just, I'm just blown away by it. So. So in the past, you guys have done some apparel stuff, worked at the museum, kind of done some different things, but doesn't this seem organically to have more of a purpose now? Yeah, I, w- I would definitely say so. Um, you know, I, I really wanted this Mark Martin archive to become a platform to promote, uh, you know, dad's book. And, um, you know, and then just doing this merchandise and all this other stuff and raising awareness about uh, the stuff that he did throughout his career, just it feeds into that. And, um, you know, we're not, yeah, we're not doing things at random, like I guess, you know, from the merchandise store from, you know, years ago did. Um, it's all kind of with a purpose. So absolutely. So talk about your background a little bit. Um, of course, you know, and you can go to the athletic, uh, Jeff Glucks went into kind of detail about that, but racing really didn't become an interest after a while. And now you're into to to books and you have your own company. Let's get some background on that. Um, you know, your racing career and then your interests more importantly. Yeah. So, you know, I started racing when I was seven years old and, you know, that was my idea. Dad never asked me, uh, if I wanted to race or do anything, uh, like that. Uh, yeah, I just asked him one day if I could get a quarter midget and, and start racing and everything. And, you know, I had never, I mean, I knew dad was a NASCAR driver, but when you're seven years old, you're not really thinking about what you're going to be doing at 30. <laughs> and, uh, I was just thought it'd be fun and just was kind of living in the moment. Like most little kids do. Um, and you know, as I went on, um, it was fun, but as I turned 13, 14 years old, when it's time to start really getting serious about this, if you're wanting to pursue it as a career. It just really wasn't my passion. I mean, when dad started racing, when he was 15, that's all he ever thought about. I mean, you can just look back at his journals and everything like that. I mean, his whole life revolved around racing and me, like I'd go race and then I'd be thinking about whatever else I'm going to be doing with my friends that week, whatever. I mean, it just was something that I did. 
must, you know, a lot like a lot of kids play baseball or football growing up, but they don't become, you know, professional ball players. Um, yeah, just for whatever reason, I just didn't inherit that passion for motorsports. So one thing that I was always interested in, though, was was history um, and literature, things like that. And so after I went to college um, and graduated, uh, I liked to read so much and I got into collecting books, uh, rare books, uh, mainly. And uh, I just decided that it would be cool to try and start a business where I dealt and dealt with and sold rare books. And uh, so I started that uh, about a year ago and uh, I've been having fun with that, Uh, you know, growing it and getting some cool stuff. I mean, uh, some of those, some of the books that come up for auction are pretty wild. I recently got a book from 1896 that, I mean, it looks like it's brand new and it's just wild when you hold something in your hands it's that old but um it's hard to replicate that kind of feeling so yeah it's pretty cool so that company is called rose rare books rose rare books.com correct that's correct so you can go on that website and check out what matt has got going on but mark with matt not having a racing career you've always supported him in whatever he's done 100 percent. talk about that i mean there's there's a, a bit of a, you know, fandom that wants to know what Matt's doing that wanted to know about his racing career, but you've always played that role of dad uh, steadfastly and not pushed him to go into racing. Well, first of all, you know, Matt just sold a book this week. I think that was 171 years old. If I'm, if I'm correct, that's absolutely, that's absolutely fascinating think about where that has been and who read that and the you know that's just totally fascinating to me and i I, you know i've grown appreciation for not only the history of motorsports but i share that enthusiasm as well i mean when you look at a book that's you know 150 years old or 170 years old and it's in beautiful condition. You just, it makes you think about all the things and puts, puts you kind of, you know, it puts things in perspective. Sometimes you just get lost and running hard every day and, and you don't really think about things. So, so that's really cool. But as far as, you know, I'm just like, I've seen some parents who have pushed their kids to do things that I think they probably wanted themselves or wish they had a, had done. And I, I just followed my passion all my life from a, a kid. And that's what I want for my children as well. I just want them to follow their passion and to, uh, and to be their, their own person. And so it was a no brainer for me. I, I just always supported Matt for whatever it was that he wanted to do. And, uh our girls as well you know I, I just want them to be their own person and i'm just a regular guy uh that was not good at anything uh when i was a kid and uh i found something personally that i i was i had a knack for and was a little bit good at and that just sucked me in and the, and that's what that's what i do and 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 
thank goodness I found something that that I loved and had passion for and I'm just happy for Matt to be able to follow his and it's uh, his passion as well and and support him in every way and and uh I'm a big cheerleader I'm loving uh, this archive because it really brings he and I together he asked me a lot of questions now about you know different things that I haven't thought about in a long time and he knows a lot more about my career in the 90s and the cars than I know um you know I'm almost like a savant or something from the 70s and 80s but you know, you know I, I really can't, I can't tell the difference of 1993 uh, Valvoline Thunderbird and the 1994. He can spot it immediately uh, through all his research. So it's uh, it's fun to see him and, and share with him, you know, things about my career that um, that I have forgotten. And, and it's really fun to see the fans' response to it. You know, all this as well. I mean, it's amazing, overwhelming the the response and how much fun that we're having with this. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think this is very similar to what we did with the podcast and going through the different years on each podcast and, you know, explaining the different races that were a part of the year. But what is so wonderful about this whole project this mark martin archive is the fact that number one it's organic and number two the bonding opportunity for father and son to get together and work together and you know have these discussions and i believe this is going to lead uh matt are you going to las vegas also oh yeah i'll be there for sure i can't wait so you're going to have an opportunity to to see this old car you're going to have uh some fun i believe you guys have a uh a sweet experience for the weekend. Um, I've seen South point. You're going to be there uh, connecting with the fans. Um, but this is an opportunity, Matt, for you to go out and, and be a part of this, you know, NASCAR community again, and to share some of your passion from the book side, the, the retro apparel, the nineties, all of that. I mean, are you fairly excited about going to Las Vegas next week? Oh yeah, it's going to be really cool. And, you know, I'd kind of thought about, uh, it's pretty neat because I'll get to be there now and it's 24 years later. And when he won the race, you know, back in 98, uh, you know, I, me and mom weren't there, so we will be this time. So that's kind of neat from that perspective. And, uh, um, yeah, man, I, I just love those, those nineties Valvoline cars. They're just so cool. And, yeah, it just, uh, yeah, it just makes me think of my childhood for sure. So it's going to be pretty awesome. So Mark, you're going to get in your hot rod, uh, camper, uh, motorhome RV, whatever you want to call it. You've been posting about that a lot on your Facebook page and Instagram. Uh, 
Is that thing ready to go? You got it serviced? Have you have you taken out the Q-tip and cleaned out all the little stuff and all that that goodness? Yeah, I can't wait to get it dirty again so I can clean it. <laughs> it's been sitting here for about six weeks and in uh, pristine condition and and ready to go. So uh, when I get back from a trip, I um, that's the first thing I do is I I one hundred percent get it ready to hit the road again because. You never know; something might come up. That's our that's our transportation. You know, we sold our our airplane in 2018, and uh, if we have anything come up where we need to go anywhere, we just uh, Arlene and I just pile in it and go. So it's all ready, and uh, I'm excited about about uh, going down there and being in the driver owners lot for for the motor coaches and seeing the the I'm seeing the racers, but especially I love seeing the uh the coach drivers. You know, I'm a that's that's my thing now. Uh, more than race cars is is motor coaches and that's what I kind of hyper uh focus on. Um it, it reminds me of being a teenager and having my race car. Uh we would bring it home after every race and I would spend the week trying to improve the car and figure out how I can make it work better or be cooler or look cooler or whatever. I can do that now with these coaches. You know, I love working with my hands and uh, always trying to figure out how to make it better or cooler or work, work better or whatever, or maintain it. Um, I also look forward to being down there because uh, on, uh, I think Friday, NASCAR Productions is going to do some video stuff with me about our uh, uh, Mark Mamba and the uh, Mayor podcast, as well as their uh, 75th anniversary, which is next year. They're going to be, you know, celebrating all year long their 75 years of of, of history of of NASCAR. And they're going to, you know, do some filming for that. And that's going to be really fun. Um, it's so good to see the historical side of NASCAR and and uh, how far it goes back. And there's just a lot of cool, cool things. It makes me think about even back to the, the 50s and, and, and all when Tim Flock raced. Um, I had the opportunity on two or three different occasions of being at functions uh, in 1982 uh, 81 and 82, where Tim Flock was there. Uh, you know, Tim raced and won races with a monkey in the riding in the car. As a matter of fact, he won a race with a monkey riding with him in the car. And, uh, you know, those are the kind of historical things. So the reason the monkey didn't get to ride in the car anymore is because back then they tried to beat him up. Didn't yeah, they? they put a they put a, a trap door on the firewall where the driver could pull it and see it would open up the door and they could see the right front tire to see if they needed to pit and change that tire. Well, he pulled that door down and a rock flew up and hit the monkey in the head. Uh, and he, they, the monkey went crazy and was all over, jumped all over his head. And was, he had to pit. He was leading the race. And he had to pit and get the monkey out of the car. So, you know, that's the kind of thing that we need to, remember and enjoy about 
you know, the celebration of 75 years. So coming up next week, you are at the South Point 400 NASCAR weekend in Las Vegas. It starts on Thursday. There's a party at South Point from 6 to 8 p.m. That's the uh, that's Brendan Gons situation there, the South Point Casino, correct? Yeah, it's actually uh, I think updated time is 6 to 7 p.m. Um, but yeah, Brendan will be there signing autographs. And I think uh, Noah Gregson um, and uh, a couple of other drivers as well. So uh, be able to get uh, take pictures, I think, with uh, JR51. Um, a lot of stuff. I uh, understand there's going to be free beer. Uh, everybody should come and uh, have some fun. So we're looking forward to that event there at the South Point and uh, seeing Brendan. And uh, I think uh, we'll get to see his dad as well uh, while we're there. So it's going to be, that's going to be a cool evening. It's going to be a big week at Las Vegas. Again, it starts at South Point on October 13th, uh, six to seven. Like Mark said, the number six will be there in all of its glory. Then uh, there's other opportunities throughout the weekend. It looks like Saturday, uh, October 15th at 11 a.m. is a driver Q&A session in the Neon Garage. And then on Sunday, race day, Speedway Children's Charities live auction at 8.30 a.m. and Trackside Live stage at 9.30 a.m. All kinds of things going on next week in Las Vegas. But getting back to Matt, Matt, there's a new T-shirt out. It's the Folgers car, a very limited run on this T-shirt. Talk about the inspiration on that getting that t-shirt out and then uh sales are you the one actually shipping this are you doing all the hard work the hard labor oh yeah it's just me that that packages them uh all uh so i've got a lot of work ahead of me today and tomorrow because i've already sold half of them uh i got 300 so um but yeah so what I do for all these shirts is I go back and I try to find originals um, that I like and I'll send them to um, Kane screen print is who I work with. And what they do, they have their artist. Uh, they base a design on that original design. So it's not a, a, a copy of it, but it's heavily, you know, uh, influenced by that original um and so for this particular folders one uh there was a couple really good shirts from 1990 but uh this one was one of my favorites uh because it says ozark mountain grown on it and of course folders is mountain grown so it's kind of a, a pretty cool deal with that with you know dad being from uh you know uh, north arkansas so yeah and so I sent that to them and, uh, they did that design and man, they, they got to me quick and yeah, they're, they're halfway gone now. It's, it's crazy, but, uh, we've got, I've got a lot more, uh, in the works. Um, I got two designs done. They're just not printed yet. Uh, and I've got, I got plans for much more. So as long as the response is, is still good to them, uh, good with them. So uh yeah man it's it's been awesome so markmartinarchive.com is where you can go get those t-shirts uh when it when it comes to cane screen printing that's actually casey kane's company 
And I believe is it is it Blaine Durward that's been doing some of the artwork on these? Yeah, Blaine has done uh, a lot of them. Uh, he hasn't done all of them, but he like he did the '98 shirt, and he's done one of the shirts that we haven't printed yet, uh, but we're going to print next. So, so again, if you got a chance, MarkMartinArchive.com. Uh, a shout out to Casey Kane Screen Printing; they do a great job. And then another you know, plug for you, Matt, uh, roserarebooks.com. Even if it's people just go check out what's going on there because it's fascinating uh, just by clicking on the website and looking at some of those books and the history of, uh, you can you can definitely go down that uh, rabbit hole and, and learn at the very least. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of uh, cool old books out there and, you know, I, Right now, you know, I have a good mix of everything, um, but you know, I'm waiting on some more auctions to come up so I can I can get you know more stuff to offer people. But yeah, um, yeah, that might not be your type of thing, but you might be interested in at least seeing what I'm doing. So now, one more one more thing, Barry, uh, before we go to uh, Matt has we he's been working and we've been working for months, probably six months, good six months. I don't think people really understand how difficult it is to, it's not like we're, you know, my, my short track car, my late model from 1977, where I don't have to answer to anybody, no national sponsors, no other car owners, no other thing. But once you get to the level of NASCAR, you just can't go produce this merchandise. You have to get uh, agreements and sign-offs from, you know, the, the sponsors and the owners and the manufacturer, all kinds of stuff. It, it's not as easy as people think. It's not, you don't just do up this artwork and do it. So we've worked months and months and months and months to get okays and approval for this, this stuff. And the big thing is around the corner, and I think I'll let Matt tell you uh, about the, the, the die cast thing. Um, it's, uh, take it away, Matt. That's going to be really cool. Yeah. So as dad said, I've been working with Lionel for months, um, trying to get approvals to do a lot of these, uh, historic die casts. Um, and due to, um, you know, there's some that we won't be able to do because they don't have the tooling anymore, but we're able to do the Ford Thunderbirds between 1989 to 1997. And so we got the approvals um, from everybody the other day to do um, these two raced win die casts, one from 1990, the North Wilkesboro win, and the 1997 uh, Talladega win, which holds the record still as the fastest NASCAR race ever. Um, and so we're just getting started on that. And that'll, I mean, that's going to take a while to produce. I mean, if they started right now, they might be out to the public by May of next year. So that's how long a lot of this stuff takes. So it sounds like a, a lot of cool things are going on right now with the Mark Martin archive, not only the t-shirts, but you're bringing in die casts. And then the last thing we should touch on quick is the book. Uh, Matt, tell us about the process. This is your wheelhouse. Tell us about the process of the book and how that's going, when we can expect it. But 
This isn't a Johnny Come Lately thing. This Mark Martin archive is for real. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so we contacted a motorsports writer by the name of Bones Borsier, and Dad has actually read most of uh, his books. Uh, he's a phenomenal writer, but what's really important, too, is he's also he's he's a motorsports fan first, um, and he just happens to be a great writer. Um, you know, would sometimes you can get in trouble when you contact a great writer, but they don't know anything about the subject matter. Um, but this guy, I mean, he was the perfect guy to do it. And, you know, uh, he's known dad, I mean, uh, almost since the beginning, uh, you know, he's been heavily involved in motorsports. And actually when we were in Arkansas, um, just a few months ago, uh, I had never noticed it before, but we had a framed article in the museum uh, for 1988 that Bones had written about Dad and uh, Ralph Racing. Um, and so it, it's kind of cool. But, yeah, um, we've we've been working on that for several months. Um, we don't know when it's going to be out. Um, we don't want to set uh, – a timeline or a deadline on it uh we want it to be right and however long it takes is just however long it takes um but we hope that it's sooner than later um but we i really believe that it's it's going to be really good because this it's not just going to be about you know the competition side of things and you know where dad won this race or where he finished here It'll have that in there but it's more about the human story um, you know, about dad's struggles to get to NASCAR and all the behind the scenes stuff that a lot of people, even his diehard fans don't know about. I mean, there'll be a lot of stories in there that people have never heard. And I think that's going to be, I think that's going to be really good. And I, I believe it's, it'll be a big hit for sure. So Mark, you're going to Vegas. You're going to have some fun. You're going to interact with some fans. It's probably one of the you know, bigger interaction since you did the uh, open house in, in Batesville a couple years ago. So it's kind of a little comeback tour for you to get a chance to hang out with the fans. Yeah, I look forward to it a lot. Uh, I, I just love the whole setup. I, I love Las Vegas uh, Motor Speedway. I love racing there. Um, I've missed the fans uh, tremendously. Um, I think it's going to be so fun to share the entire experience with fans and and with the car uh being there it's uh it's really going to be a lot of fun and i look forward to uh getting it all kicked off so one last question for matt before we go matt what's it like having a, a dad that's into gangster rap <laughs> oh god yeah man uh i don't know that that type of music has never been my cup of tea uh but hey man you, you like what you like i like some wild music too that you know a lot of people don't like i mean i like all that extreme metal and stuff so a lot of people think that's just noise but my team one thing though my buddies love that he loves gangster rap you know so <laughs> it's funny but I, I mean in high school i had to uh show dad how to download mixtapes on the internet you know it, that was funny but um yeah, I mean, and actually, I think he mentioned in one of the podcasts that it, it was 
one of, or maybe it was a couple of my buddies that introduced him to, to Gucci Mane. That is right. You know, so yeah, I think it, yeah, it was one of my buddies that, that did. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it's, it's funny for sure. So before we go, if you get a chance, also head to the Scene Vault podcast and other podcasts that's out there. Mark just recently did uh, about his story to get back into the uh, Winston Cup garage. So make sure to check that out. Uh, you can find that on the Scene Vault podcast. But boys, MarkMartinArchive.com is it. Vegas is the place to be next week. And that is it. It's a wrap on episode 50 of the Mark Martin podcast. Thank you for subscribing and listening to the Mark Martin Podcast. Remember to give us a five-star rating in your app store. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Mark Martin POD. The Mark Martin Podcast is a production of the Accelerated Podcast Network.